Hi, and welcome to Five Minutes of Rum, Notes on Rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. It wasn't necessarily my intention to focus so much on Jamaican rums recently, but stay tuned for more. Uh, but it's also a good time to enjoy Jamaican rums here in the United States. Ten years ago, you had Appleton, uh, J. Ray Overproof, Karuba, and Myers. Uh, and hell, three of those come from the same company. Uh, but over time, especially over the last uh, 10, 5, 10 years, uh, more and more of the fragrant full-bodied uh, samples of Jamaican rum have arrived on my local store shelves. Not all of them are for everybody, uh, but there's more choice for everybody. Uh, there's Hamilton, there's Rumfire, and Smith and & Cross, just to name a few. Uh, and yes, Dr. Bird fans, your time is coming pretty soon. Uh, recently, Lost Spirits has jumped in with their take on a Jamaican rum, and since I took the tour a third time a couple months ago, I thought it wouldn't be a bad idea to discuss their version. And not to tip my hand on the tasting, but I was sufficiently inspired to take this rum over to the pineapples, uh, the most pineapple of pineapple cocktails, the Bulu, or in this case, the Bulu Modified. So come for the rum, stay for the fresh pineapple, right here on episode 79 of 5 Minutes of Rum. So, yes, another entry from Lost Spirits here on the show. Now, given my enthusiasm for their experimentation and their creativity in the past, uh, it's probably not surprising that I'd be interested as soon as I heard that they would be producing a Jamaican-style rum. After all, I do enjoy their work, and aromatic Jamaican rums are some of my favorite rums on the market. So, let's get on with the tasting, and then explore a bit about the inspiration and production of this rum. Oh, and um, as with the Lost Spirits Navy Rum that I talked about before, uh, I want to give full disclosure. I received a sample bottle of the Lost Spirits uh, Jamaican Rum, and also, as with the Lost Spirits Navy Rum, a fuller disclosure, I purchased my own bottle in addition to that sample bottle. So I have spent my money in addition to receiving a bottle from the company. Now, uh, let's start off uh, traditionally with the appearance. Now, if you're familiar with the Lost Spirits bottle, this one is very similar. And if you aren't familiar, here's what it looks like. A tall bottle with a long neck and a synthetic cork slash stopper. Uh, the label, and there's a picture of this in the show notes, of course, is consistent with other Lost Spirits rum. Um, there's more detail um, you can see on the edges of the label um, if you look carefully at the pictures. Uh, in the glass, the rum can be, you know, is considered a dark Jamaican rum. Uh, in the glass, it blocks out the light and is a sort of a hard brown color in the glass. The color in the glass is not unlike maybe a short pour of coffee. So you can see through it, but there's a pretty decent amount of opaqueness. Uh, aroma. This aroma is familiar if you've tested or, or tasted, I should say, other var uh, variations of Lost Spirits rum. Uh, but this time there's much more fruit. Uh, the smokiness of the navy rum, for instance, is downplayed, and the fruity esters are turned up in this case. Uh, there is also some heat on the nose uh, and just an overall abundance of ripe fruit uh, aroma. When it comes to taste, uh, I found the taste to be very warm with fruit-forward notes. It's not too hot, so this isn't like trying the old navy 68. Um, and to go with that fruit, there's a little bit of earthiness and a bite at the end of the sip. Um, I don't want to compare it too much to other Lost Spirit rums directly, uh, but it's the most fruit-forward rum they've had since their Polynesian rum, uh, and it's a slightly lower proof. So sipping a pour directly from the bottle uh, is you know, perfectly reasonable. And by directly from the bottle, I mean bottle into the glass and then sipping it, of course. Uh, when it comes to the finish, um, I characterize this for me as a nice medium finish. Uh, not really record setting in terms of the uh, amount of lingering that it does, but it does hang out a little bit as a you know kind of a welcome visitor. Um, it makes its presence known, but doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, the burn also is, I would say, slight but enjoyable, what, what there is of it. Um, and to summary, I didn't really know what to expect for this rum, but I really enjoy it. Uh, it's distinct from the Lost Spirits flagship Navy rum and really seems at home both as a mixer and a sipper. Uh, to be transparent, I've run through half a bottle neat uh, with an ice cube here and there, sometimes with an ice cube, sometimes without. Uh, and then I mixed it uh, with some, some pretty good success. So 
um, my my standing hope for a Lost Spirits rum uh, is that this is a a rum that they keep producing for a while and it becomes uh, consistently on the market. So hopefully it'll be a uh, it'll hang around for a while on their product line. Now, as I've mentioned, um, Lost Spirits is pretty well represented so far on Five Minutes of Rum. Uh, I've talked about them on a number of past episodes. We had um, episode 37, which was their Lost Spirits Cuban inspired 151. I had episode 44, that was the Lost Spirits Polynesian. Uh, episode 57, what was the Santeria, uh, when they were uh, part of that experiment. And then episode 67, um, you know, about 10, 12 episodes ago on the Lost Spirits 61. So if you want to hear more about their story as it's evolved over the years, go check those episodes out. There's links in the show notes. But as a brief refresher about where we're at right now, and this is May of 2018, Lost Spirits is based in the LA area down in the Arts District. Uh, and they're probably most famous for their high-tech approach to aging spirits. Um, by their, you know, by going deep in terms of uh, chemical analysis, they they then use technology to try and replicate the chemical structures that are responsible for the characteristics we like in spirits, uh, trying to achieve that aging and, and those chemical compositions at a fraction of the typical time it takes to age most spirits. They do experiment a lot, and my impression is that the products that actually make it to market are probably but a fraction of what they're trying when they're in, back in their in their labs. Now. Speaking about the Lost Spirits Jamaican Rum specifically, um, I want to give a shout out to Matt over at Cocktail Wonk. There's a link to his article in the show notes. Uh, he published a story on this rum uh, really quickly after the rum was made public. I think it was up days, if not at the same time that it became public. Um, and he had a lot of good information in there, so go read his article. But um, to talk, you know, a brief overview of this rum. This rum differs from, say, the Lost Spirits Navy Rum in that Lost Spirits did not produce the distillate themselves. So in other words, uh, Lost Spirits is, is um, distilling while they're fermenting molasses and distilling um, that product uh, for their for their navy rum, but in this case, uh, Brian and the Lost Spirits crew sourced a rum blend from ENA Shear. Um, ENA Shear is a company that buys rums from around the world and then produces custom blends for customers. So think of Denison's Merchant Reserve as an example of uh, the work of ENA Shear, where they put together um, that particular blend uh, for the Denison label. Now, once Lost Spirits receive their custom blend, they then utilize their uh, Thea aging tech reactor. There's a picture of that in the show notes as well uh, to get to the aging profile they wanted for the rum. Uh, this is similar to the work that Lost Spirits has done with whiskey, where they buy a, a, a whiskey distillate and then they age it the way they want to to get to a certain profile. Uh, this rum comes in at just under 100 proof, 49.7 ABV, and the 750 milliliter bottle retails for about 30 to $35, if I recall correctly. Um, I actually bought it and a bottle of whiskey at the same time that I was on uh, the last tour I went on. And I didn't save my receipt, but I, if, I believe we're close if we say 30 to $35. Now, I made mention of going on the Lost Spirits Distillery Tour recently. Uh, that was at the end of March in uh, 2018. Uh, it's actually the third time I've been on the tour since they've been open, which I think has been around a year or so. Um, and if you're either visiting the LA area or you're in the LA area, um, I would highly recommend going on the tour. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things about it. It's, um, you know, I don't really want to spoil a lot of surprises, but I'll, I'll mention a couple of things. And if you're expecting something like a winery tour, um, it's actually so much more than that. So um, don't look up too much about it online. But again, you want to go in and see it. Uh, the location, as I mentioned, uh, the distillery is located in the Arts District of Los Angeles. So somewhere uh, down around 6th Street uh, on the eastern side of uh, Los Angeles. And the tour, has a, the reason I've gone more than one time is it tends to change over time. So each time that I've been on it, there's been uh, at least one new thing that's been added. Um, and it really is an interesting experience, especially as you let it unfold see some of the things that they do in terms of automation, uh, the way they're reusing some elements of the uh, process to actually funnel into the tour itself. Again, I don't really want to spoil it, but there's a lot to do there. Um, 
you do need to book a tour, make a reservation. You can't just show up. Uh, I believe right now they're doing tours on primarily the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, there's a URL you can use to book that tour that's in the show notes. Uh, the tour is $37 at current time and includes uh, tastings as well. And I would recommend probably bringing money for the gift shop. Uh, they do have uh, some spirits for sale as well as other uh, you know, T-shirts and the other sort of logo merchandise that you might see. Uh, it'll take you about 90 minutes total and reservations, like I mentioned, are required. Uh, you can see uh, photos of some of the elements um, from the tour in the show notes. You know, they'll they'll walk you through um, some of the distillation process, the fermenting process. Uh, you'll get to see an example of the aging reactor. Um, and then again, I, I don't you know, don't want to spoil too much of it. And heck, um, I haven't been there in two months, so they've probably either added or changed three things since the last time I was there. Now, I mentioned a few minutes ago that the fruit forward nature of this rum uh, was what led me to the cocktail that I wanted to make and, and try and showcase this rum. Um, and that's the Bulu cocktail, B-O-O-L-O-O, if you're not familiar with it. Now, I have mentioned the Bulu over various episodes of the show. In fact, I've talked about it uh, almost as many times as I've talked about Lost Spirits, but just in different episodes. Shows 9, 44, 48, 58, and 66. And yet, I've never actually specifically talked about the recipe. I've just kind of made this assumption that everybody knows that the Bulu is the Bulu. Um, now, I wouldn't call this recipe uh, universally loved, but I really do enjoy it. It's one of my favorite uh, tropical cocktails. It's probably a cocktail for two, but I'm not going to say that I don't take them down solo from time to time, and I'm not going to judge you if you do also. Uh, the recipe is included in Beach Bumberry's original Grog Log, and then again in Beach Bumberry Remixed. Uh, it's also in the Total Tiki iOS app, so if you have that, uh, you can find it on the go in that, uh, in that application. Uh, my go-to reference is the uh, Beach Bumberry Remixed version. Uh, that's the one that I, I originally actually thought that there was a, a change between Grog Log and Remixed. I went back and looked at it. It doesn't look like it's changed substantially, but um, it is uh, the, re the Remixed version is the one that I go to. And presentation is a big part of the Bulu cocktail. Um, I mean, there's also four rums in the cocktail, and that's kind of a big deal too. Uh, but when it's served as intended, um, in, in, as intended means it comes in a hollowed out pineapple, uh, that obviously becomes the big part of the show, the presentation. So that alone will pique the interest of some guests. Uh, I've had this on a menu at parties at the house before, and people will order it just because you tell them it comes in a hollowed out pineapple. That's enough. They're they're good. Um, so and because the pineapple is for the most part a pretty universal flavor that people like, uh, it also ends up going over pretty well. Uh, it is like I said a little bit on the heavy side, but if you uh, encourage people to split it, uh, then you don't have to worry too much about it being that boozy. Oh, and since we're on the subject of coring a pineapple, there's a link in the show notes to two OXO uh, pineapple corers. Um, I used to deploy the Vacuvin pineapple corer until it broke, uh, and then I was gifted a stainless steel ratcheting number by uh, OXO. OXO. Uh, that's the one I recommend now. Uh, there's a plastic model as well that's half the price, so I think the stainless steel one is 20 bucks, and the plastic OXO one is uh, $9.99. Again, Amazon links to both of those in the show notes. Um, the pineapple corer joins uh, with the fire extinguisher and a couple other things and the, as the uh, part of the exclusive unitasker club in my kitchen and bar area. So um, let's go over the recipe itself. Um, this is what I would call a Bulu modified. So I've made a couple of changes to the recipe. Um, mostly the changes are to specifying certain rums. Uh, and then I'll call out the changes as I walk through the recipe. And of course, you can find the written, written, written version. Um, well, you know where on the show notes in the show notes. Uh, the Bulu, um, actually, in, in the uh, version that is in Remixed and in Grog Log, etc., calls for muddling or blending some chunks of pineapple to go along with the uh, recipe. Uh, certainly not a bad idea and, and gives uh, fresh fruit feeling to it. Um, I don't do that most of the time for the one that I make. 
Um, you you can do that if you like. Uh, I think it's just it works just fine without it. So uh, the version of Bulu that I'm making, or the Bulu Modified, uh, calls for two and a half ounces of unsweetened pineapple juice. Fresh is great if you have the time to juice a pineapple. If you don't, you know, use the cans uh, from Dole or from Trader. Actually, Trader Joe's has a really good pineapple juice if you have that local to you. Um, then you're going to use one and one half ounce of fresh lime juice, one and one quarter ounce of honey mix, uh, and then now we'll get into the rums, one and one half ounce of Demerara rum. Uh, I recommend either the Lemon Heart 80 or Hamilton 86. Uh, and if that Lemon Heart 80 is if you have the old yellow label. Um, and then one and one half ounce of aged column distilled rum. So in the formulation that Beach Bumberry has in his recipe, I think there's this is recommended as like a sort of a Virgin Islands uh, type rum, like a Cruzon. Uh, in this case, I'm using the Plantation Stiggins Fancy. Again, this is me modifying it to try and get to a, 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 another boost of pineapple there. Uh, then it calls for three quarters of an ounce of black overproof rum. So either your Lemonheart 151 or Hamilton 151. Uh, both of those work well here. And then three quarter ounce of dark Jamaican rum. Uh, in this case, I'm using the Lost Spirits Jamaican. And then the original recipe calls for an ounce and a half of club soda. In this case, I'm using an ounce and a half of Sculpin Pineapple. Uh, Sculpin is a beer from Ballast Point. And then that's a, it's one of their IPAs, and then they make other fruit variants. They make a grapefruit Sculpin. They make a pineapple Sculpin. Um, and this is kind of picking up a, a cue from when I did the beers and cocktails episode a while back and had the Mai Tai PA. Um, this is an opportunity to use just a little bit, again, a, a boost of pineapple. You're already going to get the effervescence from the beer versus or beer and club soda. You're sort of trading uh, one for the other. Um, and it gives it a little bit different profile when you taste it. Uh, so again, that's substituting in Sculpin Pineapple IPA for the club soda. Now combine everything that you have there in the larger half of a shaker tin, and then just stir that lightly to combine it. And then fill a hollowed out pineapple with crushed ice and pour the mixture from the tin into that pineapple. And if there's too much mixture, which there probably will be, reserve some of that in a small glass and you can refill the pineapple as you need to. Once you've uh, poured the mixture into the pineapple and mixed it with the crushed ice, stir that really well to get it to chill down. And then top that with the pineapple crown. And inside the when you when you take the pineapple top off to to actually core the pineapple, take the or leave the crown in one piece, and then cut a couple of wedges in the top to where you can fit straws in. And then you can put that back on the pineapple uh, and serve that, and just go ahead and sip that slowly. So what you end up with is you end up with a boo that sort of amplifies some of the pineapple notes. Uh, the Lost Spirits has enough personality on its own to stand up to the combination of rums that you have in there. And the Sculpin Pineapple gives it not just a, um, you'll notice if you make a club soda versus the one with the beer, that you'll get a little bit more dryness and maybe a little bit more bitterness because of the hops in the beer. You're not using a lot of it, so it's not totally altering the flavor, but it does give it a different profile. I, I dare say if you made two of these side-by-side -side, club soda versus the Sculpin Pineapple, you would notice the difference, but it's not, you know, it's not like it's over, it's not, it doesn't become a beer cocktail at that point. It just adds another dimension to the Bulu, I think. That's it for this show. Thank you for listening. The show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number5minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe, rate the show. You can even leave a review. The show is also on Twitter and Instagram as at 5 Minutes of Rum. That's at symbol number 5 Minutes of Rum. You can send in comments, corrections, feedback, and requests via the 5 Minutes of Rum website or on Twitter or on Instagram. And now, go get some rum. Good app. Great app.